Oh yeah, how we doing everybody? Welcome to the Ben Rossman Show and I hope you're all having an amazing Wednesday evening. I'm sure you guys weren't necessarily expecting me to be filming right now on Wednesday, but hey, things change. I usually do a show Monday and Friday, but since I'm home for spring break and I got work and I got a whole bunch of things going on, I'm doing the show right now and this will be uploaded on Spotify and Apple Podcasts tonight. So if you're listening on Apple and Spotify, I appreciate you. And if you're watching and listening live on my Twitter or WeBet Media's Twitter and Twitch pages, I appreciate you as well. Okay, I have a lot to talk about. But before I get into what I am going to talk about, I want to know what you guys thought of last Ben Wasserman show episode. That's a little confusing, which was with Tanner Kern last Friday. If you guys are listening to this on Apple and Spotify, make sure to hit me up on Twitter or Instagram or wherever and let me know what you thought about last episode with Tanner Kern. I had an absolute blast. Tanner's a great guy, so I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. And I got a lot of guests planned for the future, which I am extremely, extremely grateful and excited about. All right, let's get into the meat and potatoes of New York sports. Everybody knows what's going on, and I'm not breaking any news here. Danny Dimes is back. Saquon Barkley is back, and they will be repping the blue and white for at least, in Saquon's case, at least next year. So, Danny Dimes, the conversation around him for the last month basically was, yeah, he's going to get paid. The Giants definitely made a mistake looking back on it, not picking up the fifth-year option, but it's easier to say it now than compared to back then. I didn't think they were going to pick up that fifth-year option. I didn't think it was a smart move, but obviously easy to say that right now. Okay, so we all knew Danny Dimes was going to get paid, but the number being thrown out there was $45 million. I'm retracting my steps a little bit. Daniel Jones got a new agent. The, the market right now for quarterbacks is the highest it's ever been. Players are getting paid a ridiculous amount. So the number of $45 million, that seemed to be the number. There were sources that came out and said Daniel Jones wants $45 million. Daniel Jones' camp said this is the market, but then you – like us, the casual fans and fans who root for the team and root for the Giants were like, $45 million for Daniel Jones? A guy who threw 15 touchdowns? A guy who's really had one good season? That's craziness. So they settled on $40 million. What do I think about that deal? $120 million divided by three, $40 million a year. I think it's a great deal for both sides. Daniel Jones... You might not think it, but I do. I think he's worth that number. Dak Prescott gets right around that number. I think Daniel Jones is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. And again, like I said before, that is the quarterback market. You look at it from the Giants' perspective, $40 million. Yes, it seems like an outrageous number, but it's not too bad of a cap hit for the team. And they still have money to sign or trade for other guys who can really improve their team, like a guy named T. Higgins, who I think should be the number one priority now that they got Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley back. But back to this contract, it's great for the team. They could go out and spend money in free agency and improve the team. And it's obviously great for Daniel Jones. Yeah, I'm sure he would have loved to get $45 million. Of course, who wouldn't? But dude, 
you're getting $40 million and you should be lucky every single day that you're getting $40 million until that the Giants declined your fifth year option because he would have he would be getting $25 million instead if they accepted that, I believe. So Daniel Jones is happy. The Giants are happy. And of course, Giants fans are happy. So it's a win-win for everybody in my mind. If you're annoyed that, you know, the contract is too high if, or if you're like, Daniel Jones, $40 million, he's not worth that. Let me tell you something, you're wrong. Because one, he's worth it. And two, if you get nitpicky with the numbers, you lose the player. And for the Giants' point of view, in my mind, they could not afford to lose Daniel Jones. Their team is good, really good, especially with Brian Dayball at the helm. And if you get too nitpicky with the numbers and you say, dude, you're not worth $40 million, you're worth $35, he's going to walk out of the door. And then you're not going to have a quarterback. You're going to have Tyrod Taylor as your quarterback. That's not too good. So the Giants win. Daniel Jones wins. And unfortunately, there kind of has to be a loser in this situation. That loser is Saquon Barkley. He gets the non-exclusive franchise tag. So he will be on the Giants for next season. But he cannot hit free agency and possibly make more money as of right now. Smart move for the Giants, easy move for the Giants. Saquon Barkley is their best player. He was their best player last season. Without Saquon Barkley, they probably would have had three or four fewer wins. But unfortunately for Saquon Barkley, since now you're on the tag, not a lot of teams were have a bidding war for you. So you're not going to be making as much money compared to if you weren't on the tag. But it's a business. That's the business of the NFL for Saquon Barkley. He's a great player. I love him being from Penn State, being a student at Penn State. But man, the running back position in the NFL is a tough position. And we see it with the Jets. You draft running backs, and then probably in a few years, these running backs will be at the door. Very few running backs get paid. I was shocked when Aaron Jones re-signed with the Packers. That's really the only one in the, you know in the last few years that I really remember getting a big contract because we've all seen it. These guys are amazing when they're young and then they deteriorate a little bit and the money that they are getting paid just isn't worth it. We see that. I mean, there's a reason why the Titans possibly want to trade Derrick Henry. So anyway, back to the Giants here. Daniel Jones is back. Saquon Barkley is back. Yeah, it came down to the wire right at that four o'clock deadline. But the fans can breathe, the team can breathe, and the players can breathe. The Giants are going to be good. They got their guys back. They, they are going to be a good team. I personally think Daniel Jones is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. I do. I think he's the best quarterback in his division. And I think he's probably one of the better quarterbacks in the whole conference. Yes, I'm being a little crazier. I think I threw 15 passing touchdowns. But you see his athleticism, you see his development, and that development is only going to get better with Brian Dayball. Okay, let's flip gears a little bit. Let's go from the team that wears blue and white to the team that wears green and white. My team, my favorite team. This is personal to me. New York Jets, gang green. They lost that on Derek Carr. I was upset about that. But I've said from day one, I want Aaron Rodgers. I said it when Aaron Rodgers 
when the news came out that he possibly was going to leave Green Bay. I said it when the Jets hired Nathaniel Hackett, and I'm saying it now because it's eventually going to come true. I really believe that the New York Jets need, and I think they will get Aaron Rodgers soon. Listen, I was upset about the Derek Carr news for this one reason. In the case of an emergency that Aaron Rodgers either A, retires, or B, stays in Green Bay, I wanted the Jets to have that insurance policy of Derek Carr. Yes, yeah, they were kind of going to play the guy, right? Yeah, we're going to wait for this guy. Just kind of stay over there. We'll, we'll call you back if we need you. That, that's basically what it was. Like, you go to McDonald's, you get a large French fry. They say they're out of fries. You got to, like, kind of shift over to the tater tots, right? That, that That's what it was. But they can't do that anymore. Now in the Jets' eyes and in the Jets' fans' eyes, it's Aaron Rodgers. It's Lamar Jackson, but really for me, it's it's Aaron Rodgers or it's a complete bust. I'm not a huge fan of Lamar Jackson. And simply be simply put, the guy hasn't shown it enough in the past two seasons, and he really hasn't shown it enough in his whole career. In my mind, Lamar Jackson is a running quarterback first. I don't think that's arguable. And the Jets don't have a good enough offensive line for him to succeed. And I don't really trust Lamar Jackson that much. Late in games, I don't trust him in the playoffs. You could say that you don't trust Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. That's cool and dandy. His playoff record probably should be a lot better. But you, I mean, you trust Aaron Rodgers. He's a back-to-back Super Bowl MVP just a few seasons ago. He's a, not Super Bowl MVP, back-to-back MVP just a few seasons ago. He won a Super Bowl, yes, long time ago. But he's Aaron freaking Rodgers. He is the guy. And the fact that the New York Jets actually have a chance to get him on their team, I still can't believe it. Now, every time I try to wrap my head about around this whole situation, something always tells me that, like, this is too good to be true. And then something else tells me, like, where else is Aaron Rodgers going to go? He ain't going to go to Miami. At least I don't think so. He's probably not going to stay in Green Bay. So it's like, what's holding it back? What's holding this back? Aaron Rodgers, come to New York. You got great talent. You got a team that loves you. You got Sauce Gardner who says he won't even pick you off in training camp. Come to the New York Jets. Now, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm getting nervous about this. I'm getting nervous. But I will say. If and when this news actually becomes official, I will be the happiest man on planet Earth. If you guys were following me back in 2022, in December, not too long ago, only a few months, you guys saw my reaction after Aaron Judge re-signed with the Yankees. Totally different situation, but it's going to initiate the same reaction. The reason why it's a different situation is because, well, one, Aaron Judge was already a Yankee, so that's how it's different. But two, I was extremely confident that Aaron Judge was going to be a Yankee. With this Rodgers situation, it's like, it's confidence, but it's confidence out of just me being a fan and wanting him. It's confidence out of all these things that I'm reading that say basically the Jets are linked to Rodgers and Rodgers is linked to the Jets and there's no other teams involved. That's where the confidence comes from. 
but it's a completely different feeling of confidence. But I will say this, when I hope it comes to fruition, man, I am going to party like it's 1969. I wasn't even born in 1969, obviously. But Jets fans should party like it's 1969. And I want to make this very clear. And I've heard this from a lot of different fans, and I don't understand it. If you're a Jets fan and you get upset over the fact that even that your team is meeting with Aaron Rodgers, or you get upset if Aaron Rodgers becomes a New York Jet, I want to make this clear right now. You are not allowed to appreciate the wins next season. Okay, that's a little strong, but I don't understand it. Why don't you want your team to get one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time? Now that Derek Carr is off the board, every single New York Jets fan should say, I want Rodgers. I want Rodgers. And if you're not saying that, then you clearly don't want your team to win. Because Jimmy Garoppolo ain't going to be as good as Rodgers. Lamar Jackson ain't going to be as good as Rodgers. Mike White and Zach Wilson, although we would love if they would be as good as Rodgers, ain't going to be as good as Rodgers. So let's hope it happens soon. Let's hope it happens very, very soon. Because to be completely honest with you, I'm kind of getting sick of hearing this guy's name all over the place. And I'm kind of getting sick of saying this guy's name because I don't want to keep saying, well, I hope Aaron Rodgers can become a Jet. They met with him in California. It looks like I want to say, yeah, that's my guy. It's Aaron freaking Rodgers. That's my quarterback. Let's go win a Super Bowl. That's that on the Jets. That was a that was a long rambled spiel that kind of went all over the place. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm nervous. I'm confident. I'm excited. But I'm also, as a Jets fan, and you guys can all relate if you're Jets fans, I'm always 100% prepared to unfortunately be upset. And that's the life of a Jets fan. There's no denying that. It's, you know, it, it stings to say, but... I've always had faith in Joe Douglas and his team. So I just got to continue having that faith. So Derek Carr is off the board. It's basically Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, or Mike White and Zach Wilson. We'll see what happens with that. Um, whenever news does break about that, I will make sure to have an episode out and go live as soon as possible. So going back to that Aaron Judge situation, I actually have a funny story about that. I was in class and I kind of, I had a feeling like, oh, George is, I feel like this news is about to come out. Like he kind of just had that gut feeling. It was during winter meetings. And I don't know. I just, I remember, cause I always go on my phone before class and then I put it in my backpack. So it's not a distractor. And I, I just had a weird feeling. I was like, I'm about to pick up my phone and something crazy is going to happen. I picked up my phone. I had texts wazoo saying, oh, I feel bad for you. I'm so sorry. It was like, it's like my, like my mother died or so. It was like crazy. But then I look at it and it says, Arson Judge to the Giants almost started crying. But then I go on John Heyman's Twitter and he said, sorry. And from the time that I read those texts and saw Aaron Judge, Arson Judge to the Giants, to the time that I saw John Heyman apologize, that time span might have been the worst moments of my life. <laughs> it was that bad. But then when I realized that it was all fake, 
I went over to Starbucks. I got a cake pop. And this this is the greatest picture I have on my camera roll. I'm sorry, Abby, who is my girlfriend. Yes, pictures of you are amazing. Pictures of us are amazing. But you know this picture is special to me. I got a cake pop. I put it in my mouth. I took a picture of myself. I posted it on Twitter with the caption, not worried because I truly was not worried after that fake report. I knew after that fake report that there was no chance he was going to the Giants. And soon enough, not so long after, <laughs> he signed with the Yankees. And that's a whole different story. When he signed with the Yankees, I was sleeping and then I wake up. He signed at like 3 a.m. I wake up at like 6 a.m. And that was the most exhilarating moment of my whole 2022 year. So thank you, Aaron Judge. Thank you, John Heyman, for that entertainment and that great picture. Okay, anyway, back to this Jets. When Aaron Rodgers becomes a Jet, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know I'm going to be a very, very happy man. I got to talk a little bit of hockey here. You guys know I'm a hockey guy. And by the way, I see two people are watching this show live. To you two people, I appreciate you. And I would love to know who you are. So if you could comment or hit me up after the show, I would love to know who you are. So thank you once again. All right, I got to talk about my Devils a little bit here. My Devils are starting to worry me. Now, I called into the to WFAN last night, spoke with Keith McPherson. So that was awesome. But I said on WFAN last night, I said, I'm still confident that the Devils can beat the Rangers. You see it all over my room. I think the Devils are going to beat the Rangers in seven games. But three straight games now where Vitek Benacek has been poor. Three straight games now where Vitek Benacek just doesn't look up to par. He started off the season amazing. The man had like a 2.3 goals against. But now he got benched against the Colorado Avalanche last week. Then didn't play the game after that against the Flyers, I believe. Played against Arizona last Sunday. Gave up three goals to Arizona. Gave up two in the third period. Not great. And then yesterday was the killer. Yesterday was a brutal loss for the Devils. And I know I'm exaggerating a little bit. Every hockey team, every team in sports goes through their ebbs and flows. They go through where they dominate, and then they go through where they take those tough losses. I understand. Hockey is a tough league. Any sport, this happens. But when it happens for the third game in a row, in this case for Vitek Venacek having a poor game, that's when I start to get worried. That's when I say, mm, this needs to get fixed now. This needs to get fixed right now. Because if you remember correctly, Mackenzie Blackwood can't stay healthy to save his life. He's not there as the backup. It's Akira Schmid, who I think is a very solid goalie. But let's remember, he didn't start off this season in the NHL, and he's probably still not quite NHL ready. Again, solid player, but there was a reason why he wasn't in the league to start the year. He's the backup. How much can you rely on him? Not so much. How much can you rely on Blackwood? Not as your number one guy, but a lot more than you could rely on Schmid. And if Blackwood was here, you would feel more comfortable with him and Venecek splitting games to get Venecek rest before the playoffs. 
I'm not sure how much you can do that with Schmidt. Schmidt only plays about every five games. Not that much. Mackenzie Blackwood would play about every two or three. That's the difference right there. So yesterday was a brutal loss. And this really, you know, I could see this type of game happening in the playoffs. The playoffs is such a tight, physical, defensive game. And when you have the lead in the third period to a great team like the Maple Leafs, you have to win that game. You have to win that game. And especially in regulation, I mean, during the regular season, you have to get a point in that game. So if you didn't watch the Devils game last night, they were up 3-2 to two in the third period, about 10 minutes left, and they lost 4-3 to three in regulation. Just a backbreaker, just a killer. Makes me a little worried about Venecek, but I stay confident. I think he's going to bounce back. I think he's going to get better as these games go on. He's having a rough stretch here. We, as, De- as the Devils, we, as Devils fans, the Devils need Vitek Venecek to be that guy in the playoffs. If you want to win the Stanley Cup in the playoffs, you need to have great goaltending. I don't care who you are. Even the Colorado Avalanche last year, a team that nobody talked about their defense and goaltending, they just talked about their superstar players and amazing offense. And when I mean nobody talked about their defense, I don't mean nobody talked about Cam McCarr. I mean nobody talked about like their defensive structure because they just outscored everybody putting up five goals a game. That's what I mean by that. But they had amazing goaltending last year. In games five and six of the Stanley Cup, the Colorado Avalanche shut it down. And they had outstanding goaltending from Darcy Kemper. And that's how they won. That's a big reason why they won. The games become lower scoring. And for the Devils to succeed in the playoffs and for the Devils to get past the Rangers, most likely in the first round, they are going to need Vitek Vanacek to play at that elite level and potentially outplay Igor Shosturkin. Vitek Vanacek needs to be an equal to to Igor Shosturkin or play better than him. It's as simple as that. If Vitek Vanacek gives up three to four goals a game in the playoffs, They're going to get bounced first round. So, yeah, he's had three bad or poor games, but I think he's going to bounce back. And that's just my little spiel on the Devils. You know, bad loss yesterday, and their kind of their third period defense and their their structure as a whole hasn't been as strong, but we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Timo Meyer, maybe his defense and that whole second line with Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt. They haven't been maybe as strong defensively as people would like, but the team is going to gel. The team is going to get better. I always have faith in. Man, all I think about constantly is the Devils actually being uh, like in a playoff spot. Because if you guys have been Devils fans for either as long as I've been or longer, I started being a fan in 2012. No, it's not because they made the cup final. I started being a fan before the playoffs. Then you know that these past this past decade has not been that great. So I'm very fortunate that my favorite team is, uh, is up there in the NHL standings. And I think about it constantly about that first round matchup. So to conclude this devil spiel, yeah, VTech is worrying me. But, 
you know, if this goes on for a few more games, then I'll really start to get worried. But if he has a good game tomorrow, then all is right. All right, a few more points here that I want to get to. The Islanders. The Islanders are playing well. The Islanders are getting wins. You know, I, I'll be the first one to say it. When Matt Barzell went down indefinitely, I said, that's it. The Islanders' season is over. I might <laughs> I, uh, I might have bit my tongue on that one. That doesn't even make sense. I might have spoke too soon on that one. The Islanders are winning games. They're in a playoff position right now we'll see if that could hold true they're surprising me though they're putting up goals and man Sorokin has been fantastic and now for a little bit of basketball I went to the Knicks game yesterday I uh I don't go to NBA games you guys know I'm not a huge fan of the NBA I do a live NBA show at school but that's just me talking about it for fun I don't have an allegiance to a favorite team Although I used to be a New Jersey Nets fan and slightly Brooklyn Nets fan, but I will admit I hopped off that ship and maybe too prematurely. But anyway, uh, went to the Knicks game yesterday. That was a ton of fun. Even though they lost, it was still fun to, to be in that atmosphere. I love Madison Square Garden. The Mecca. I love New York City. I love the Garden. So that was a fun time. And, and as I said, even though they lost, you know, it was a letdown spot. It was a terrible, terrible letdown spot for them. They even admitted that they were tired. So credit to the Hornets. They took care of business. And if you're a Knicks fan, hey, you guys just went on a nine-game winning streak. That loss to the Hornets, you, you shouldn't really be too mad about that. Yes, 10-point favorites. Yes, it's a team that you should easily beat and take care of. But in that situation, you know, the Knicks had a great double overtime win on Sunday. They were on a nine-game winning streak. It was a letdown spot, and that's sports. They happen. But the Nets, however, I said before, I kind of hopped off of the Brooklyn Nets ship. Well, might have done that prematurely because the Nets, they're winning. And the Nets and the Knicks actually have a very, very similar record at the moment. And even though the Knicks demolished the Nets last week, putting up over 140 points, after that game, the Nets have not lost. So Brooklyn is definitely a team to keep your eye on. They seem to be having better and better team chemistry as each game goes on. Mikhail Bridges. I mean, I kind of I said this at the time. I was like, yeah, it sucks losing Kevin Durant, but Mikhail Bridges can be really good. And Mikhail Bridges has been really, really good. So we all know the Nets aren't a team that can win the NBA Finals. But if you're a Nets fan and, you know, maybe your team can still make somewhat, somewhat of a run in the playoffs and maybe the Nets can knock off the Knicks in the playoffs. How funny would that be? So that's really all I got. As always, if you guys have been listening to the show for two episodes now, I give out Ben's daily episode, not daily episode, Ben's advice i guess it's kind of like a life lesson advice so my advice today is to just say hi to everybody try to say hi to as many people as you can because when you never know what somebody is going through and by you saying hi it can brighten up their day and make them one percent happier which can really help them in both the short term and the long term and two by saying hi to somebody and saying hi to strangers you never know who that person is or who that person 
can get you in contact with or what that person can do for you. Saying hi to somebody can lead to a lot of great things and it can't really lead to anything bad unless you get popped in the mouth. That's basically the only thing that could happen. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up. Danny Dimes and Saquon are back in the blue and white. Congrats to you guys, Giants fans. Aaron Rodgers is still thinking and pondering if he wants to play in Florham Park while Joe Douglas and Robert Sala probably message him like a 12-year-old girl saying, come here, come here. And the Devils choke away a victory against the Maple Leafs, but I still remain confident. I'm a little worried, but I still remain confident. The New York Rangers stay on idle until tomorrow. The New York Islanders start to win, and the Knicks and the Nets stay relevant. The Knicks, they took a bad loss, but hey, we're talking about them, and the Nets, we're talking about them too. So that's going to wrap it up. If you're not already, follow me on Twitter and TikTok, at Ben Wasserman for on Twitter, at Ben the Sports Guy on TikTok. As I said multiple times this episode, I appreciate all of you, even though these episodes don't get a lot of live viewers and they don't get a lot of podcast listeners, I don't care because I know they got more than one and that's all that matters to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope you all have an amazing Wednesday night. And on Friday, for Friday's episode, I have a special guest. I'll give it out now. His name is Michael Flegelman a producer at WFAN, and he also hosts shows there as well from time to time. So I'm extremely excited to get to know him, talk to him about our New York Jets, and talk to him about his career at The Fan. So once again, thank you all for listening and watching. Take care and be well.